three, two, one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Solana Made Simple Podcast. I'm SMS, and we are joined with Poise Wolf. What's going on, brother? How's everything going? GM, GM, bro. What's going on, GM? Thank you for having me, man. Pumped to be on, on the show. Dude, I'm excited to get this back. It's only been uh, one, two, three, four. This is the fifth day since I got the RSS link up and active, and uh, this is our fifth show, man, so I'm, I'm super pumped to get into this. And uh, for you guys listening, Poise Wolf, he's been a, uh, a voice in the face of NFT Fire on Solana for quite some time now. He's definitely been putting his uh, reps in to you know, earn that spot, and uh, he's got a space every weekday at, I believe, 11 o'clock. I think it's called the Risk Curve. You tell us a little bit about that, what got you started into you know, crypto NFTs and you know, why you're hosting spaces and stuff like that. Let us know, you know what's going on there. Sure. So the, the quick 60-second introduction is I kind of arrived here in, in crypto in December of 2018. 16 and then really kind of fell in love with crypto in December of 2017 kind of around Christmas of 2017 in that in that uh, one of those big runs up in, in Bitcoin so I arrived there I started a uh, and my name is Mario by the way um, I started a crypto consulting company uh, which ended up being not so successful uh, kind of in, in 2018 with with uh, one of my partners and uh, from there uh, we ended up partnering again and starting a very successful uh, crypto hedge fund um, where I kind of learned a lot about different cryptocurrencies, their use cases, a lot about the industry and, and Web3 and just digital assets in general, right? Um, so really kind of got fascinated with the, the whole space. Um, and we, I recently exited that project and uh, kind of from there, uh, I really, I really kind of, uh, I noticed Solana and in that regard, uh, I kind of, I kind of really have gravitated here and, and kind of arrived here and arrived um, in the world of NFT five, which I'm really loving. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you have a background with, uh, you know, finance or anything like that? Is this something where maybe a friend kind of tipped you off and said, "Hey, bro, buy some Bitcoin"? Because I know uh, that's how a lot of people have kind of stumbled their way in there. But having a background in certain aspects have, uh, you know, helped certain people elevate and kind of accelerate their careers in this space. Uh, you know, myself included, having a little bit of background with marketing, it's helped me land some opportunities in that direction. Uh, so, how about you? That's a good question. So actually, I'm an insurance agent by trade. So I sell insurance up in the Northeast and down here in Florida. Um, but really, I'm kind of full. I'm, I'm full time Web3. I, I do have ties in the insurance world. But ultimately, I'm just an investor. I've, I've been investing since I was 14 years old. I'm 30 now. So I've been investing for 15 years nice. or 16 years and buying stocks and XYZ. So I just love investing money. I, I studied economics and international business at uh at Ramapo up in New Jersey. So I, I nice. just absolutely love, uh, you know, money and the science of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Money is uh, something that I kind of uh, didn't pay attention to. I just understood that hard work, you know, equaled money for a, a while when I was younger. I'm 36 now, uh, going going to realize that, you know, hard work. I thought you were like 29, dude. No, nah, nah, I'm 36, 36. But uh, I realized that hard work uh, doesn't always equal money. Like sometimes people take advantage of that. And I started to realize my value when I got into investing and stuff like that. And uh, I absolutely fell in love with the opportunity of learning financial literacy and that's what's kind of getting me to the point now once we kind of cross paths i got into you know the network with you wag uh you know jay shep nepa all of those people that were are in your spaces i've learned so much about how to stretch a dollar i know i started learning another angle of finance not just how to you know invest into yourself and and, and to you know use your money wisely and spend it and budget all of that kind of stuff uh, but learning how to stretch it learning how to leverage learning how to watch the market uh in a way that's easy for everyday people like myself uh that really didn't have too much of a background to kind of step into it and uh you know be able to take a grasp of that um you know that's something that has always kind of inspired me between you and your spaces and the, you know the people in that network but that's something i want to show to the audience here like anybody can do it you know if you have an asset you know the, the most of the rich, rich richest people that have the most money in the world are not spending you know just their hard-earned dollars they have leveraged out their money they're using you know uh you know borrowed money and then paying that back they're you know they're very savvy with their money but 
I didn't understand that growing up. I didn't understand at, at all how that worked. It just wasn't, you know, the way that we made money from where I came from. But once I learned that, once I got into, you know, uh, I think Sharky was the first one I made a video. I was like, wait, I can borrow against this, use this money, make more money, pay back that loan with a little interest. And then the next thing I did was realize that the loans for, from a bank are nothing close to what you can get from NFT fi Like that is insane. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, your background and kind of explain that for some people? Because um, I, I think it's super important that people understand what NFT fi is and how it actually can benefit you. Yeah, and I, I love the way you, you frame that, right? And, and of course, NFT fi is really for, it, the whole thing is, is that it's about, it, it's, about it's, it's for everyone, right? It's regardless of your financial position or kind of your bag or your exposure or your objective. Um, there, is, there is tools within NFT fi for everyone. So what is it? It is it's truly the lending and borrowing of crypto using an NFT as collateral, or kind of in short terms, an NFT collateralized loan. Um, so you'd be um, as a lender, you'd be lending out your crypto to a borrower, and there's kind of two things that can happen. You can either receive back your loan plus interest, or you would receive an NFT as uh, as a foreclosure, right? Um, and then as a borrower, you're really using your, your current NFT, right? Imagine you have an NFT that's, say, worth 10 soul. Um, you can use your current NFT in order to get liquidity. So say you can, on Sharkify, get 8 soul against that 10 soul NFT. You would find that you can get 80% of the value of that NFT as a borrow. And so that allows you to do a couple things. You can either head your downside or go... Well, hold on real quick. Let me, let me jump in right there. So... That 80, 90%, oh, one second there, that uh, alarm's not supposed to go off yet, but uh, that 80, 90%, is that typical for regular loans and stuff like that? Like if I was to go to my bank right now, what am I going to get? Like, how does that work? That's a great question. So when it comes to the difference, oh, there's so much difference between traditional finance, right? And, at, you know, at the bank, uh, you know, you're going to be, oh, it's, you have to sign a pile of paperwork and, you know. Uh, you're going to have to put down, or you're only really, uh, at least when it comes to stocks, right? You would only really get 50% margin against the stock. While in NFT Fi, you can get 80, 90 on a Mad Lab, for example, your awesome freaking PFP. Uh, you can get 98% on Sharky Fi as a borrow, right? And that Real really quick, allows people. Just paint to, the picture of what 90% or 98% equals in dollar signs, because some people might not understand exactly how much so equals. So, He's saying you have an asset that costs, let's just use around number 20 grand because they just hit that. And you can get 98% of that loan or of that value in a loan with an agreement to pay back with very little interest. Like that is something that isn't every day for the common person. They don't even understand how that works. They don't even understand that there's things that they can do with their with you know with their own assets, whether it's their home, so on and so forth. There's a whole bunch of things you can go down there, but Never in my life have I heard something like that. And then when I did, I was like, I've got to learn this. I've got to get into this. So keep going with that. Sure. So, oh my God, you're going so many different directions. So um, let's talk, I'm pulling up kind of uh, some notes. Let's talk about first kind of the, the market here, right? Uh, there on Sharky last year alone, which is kind of the predominant NFT buy, well, really is the predominant NFT buy marketplace. Uh, they did over 1 million loans last year and over 100 million Solana or really a couple billion dollars and if you have an average cost of 30, uh, $30 sold. So Darkie has done over a million loans and, and, and about 3 billion, 2.5 billion approximately of volume. And so uh, with NFT Fi, the power of NFT Fi is, is really in your ability to either hedge your downside or or um, if you, say, want to make a trade, right? Oh, I have a Mad Lad, but I want to, or I have an NFT, right? And I want to take some liquidity against that NFT to either buy another or make a trade or, again, to hedge my downside. You would be able to do that uh, with, with this lending and borrowing. And so it can become a really effective tool in order to manage our risk or to capture a little bit of upside, right? 
Yeah, for sure. And like the thing about it is uh, a lot of these communities, they, they break it down in, uh, you know, their, their, I guess their discords, their websites, their, their papers, they, they make it easy for you guys to understand of how you can take part of this, how you can use this. Because um, like, imagine this, you take this, this money, this collateral that you, you're borrowing against, you have a amount of time that you can use this to do whatever you need to do. Like, let's say you had some at home expenses, you didn't want to get rid of your asset, but you needed to borrow it. But you know, just weren't able to get the funds available in the time. This is instant. This stuff, like with the snap of your fingers, you can go ahead and borrow against this, send this over to your wallet or, or it de it's delivered into your wallet. And then you send that right over to whatever, uh, you know, platform you use. Personally, I use coin or Coinbase. So if I need to use my Coinbase card, I can use that, spend the Solana with a cash back percentage, send it back. And then if I need to pay back the loan or the difference, like I just send it as, you know, before it's due um, or you know, the other side is, like you said, to hedge. If this thing was to drop and I didn't want to save the asset, I can let it go and I can take the upside of that loan by, you know, um, protecting myself from the downside in that event. Like, let's say within the time of that loan, the market crashed, you know, the lads go down 50 soul, you know, that's like, you know, a good amount of $5,000 or so right now. Um, you would be able to essentially save that and recoup that loss by having that loan on there. It's not an everyday practice because you can't do some of the things with the NFTs, like, you know, stake them, earn points, whatever the case is. But if your main goal is to not lose money in this game, NFT5 pro provides such a valuable tool set and uh, community to learn how to do that and, you know, stretch your dollar. And that is the biggest thing for me because nobody told me in my regular day life, like, you know, how to stretch a dollar. It was no work overtime, you know, work harder. And it was like, there's just not enough time in the day to enjoy my life. Like I cannot, you know, I can, I can put 60, 80 hours a week, but you know, working full time with this, learning how to leverage your money. I could put a hundred hours into what I believe in that I absolutely love. I don't get tired to do and still be able to leverage and make money and learn this thing. And uh, I just think it needs to be talked about, shared about. And I mean, you're, like you said, you wanted to be a voice of it, bro. And like, I'm telling you right now, people tune into your space because Poise Wolf is talking about this stuff. I appreciate that, man. And it is a it is a pretty robust world of NFT Fi. So, and again, I love the way you you describe that, right? And it's really just a, a set of tools that we have to to manage your risk to get a little bit of short term liquidity. Um, and, and that's that's really the ethos of it. And and we talked about Sharky and Wolf Capital a little bit. Um, let's talk about really quick. I think would be interesting. Talk about some of those protocols and some of the like major differences in them. Uh, I think that would be really interesting. So. In terms of Sharky, right, we have Sharky as the predominant player in NFT, right, right? They have the most liquidity. They did a million loans last year, 100 million Solana done. Um, they have a really quick and kind of easy and intuitive and uncluttered uh, UI, UX. They have the Shark NFT uh, collection and, and a whole, like, extremely robust uh, ecosystem that they have. Right. Um, next up, you have Famous Fox Federation, and that's Citrus. They're second in terms of liquidity on Solana. Now, they're different from Sharky in that you can change the APY and you can change the duration on their platform. So you have a little bit more uh, options for like the the length and duration of the loans and stuff like that and the amount of interest. You guys can kind of adjust that a little bit more. Sharky's very strict and stringent with seven days. This is locked in, but that's easy. That You know, it's plug and play. With, uh, with, with Citrus, what he's saying is, and I mean, this is the reason I use it is when we were first talking and uh, I was having some issues and I needed to borrow against the lad, I used that because I was able to find so much opportunity. I think I stretched this for two months and then finally was able to get things together. Um, but without this tool, man, like I would have been in such a jam and, um, it's just like citrus was a godsend because you get to filter like i think i had a 45 day loan at a certain point i mean maybe a little higher interest but the point was save the asset have some of this uh liquidity available to do some other things and then get it back and you know and uh the other thing with citrus is this this thing like allowed me to uh you know change the duration and then to buy back like to re renew the loans and stuff like that and it's just these are tools, again, guys, like, it's just you never had this access at your fingertips, and now you do. Exactly, man. And you can find Citrus in Famous Fox Federation's kind of tool suite uh, that has become really well-known. Dude, uh, Famous so Fox is such a goaded project because of that tool suite. Like, <laughs> it's insane. Goated. Goated. They're one of my four favorites, and maybe we can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Famous Fox Federation for exactly that reason, kind of their utility in there. 
uh, ability to manage their their treasury and community and XYZ, and they got new mints. Awesome company. They're one of the most uh, solid, like, like rounded projects or companies and brands, I think, in uh, the Solana ecosystem. If, if if you want my take on that, I 100% believe oh, that. Absolutely. All absolutely. of the projects I've ever absolutely. did a re- done a review on, you know, most of them having their white pl- paper. You can you know trade our SBL token. That means nothing on Famous Fox. I mean, some of them actually had a little bit of a point uh, to use it, but for the most part, everybody would you know use that. And I found myself saying Famous Fox over and over and over in reviews. So I went and I I was rocking the transdimensional Famous Fox for a while, or fam- yeah, transdimensional Fox for a while. Yep, <laughs> they're 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 an absolutely awesome awesome company on Solana. If they win, everyone else on Solana is kind of is winning, right? Yeah. If they're able to attract the masses with their products, that's going to be a phenomenal thing for Sol because you know more people get invested and involved and. It's, it'll make it'll make the wheels turn. That'll that'll create a positive feedback loop on Sol, right? Well, kind of, it, it kind of definitely like it definitely strengthens the uh, yeah. the the bullish case scenario for Solana because even Aptos, there was a, a project that came over or came from uh, Solana, and they they actually launched on Aptos, but they literally copied the entire way that uh, Famous Fox was set up with their their tools with everything like. Every single thing that they had, they mimicked it. They found ways to build it and launch it on there because of how good it was. And I mean, I don't think that was a bad thing at all. I think they were like, okay, that's the outline. Like, success leaves clues, right? That was a clue right there. Make something like this for your chain. You know, this works here. And it's it's Famous Fox is never going anywhere. They got an amazing PFP. They're launching new collections. Uh, you know, there's arguments for and against why you should or shouldn't use do that, but. Bottom line, I think they're doing the right things for their business to succeed and, you know, to continuously innovate and uh, kind of sculpt this landscape that we got. But uh, what's the next one that we got? We got well, Sharky, Citrus. What's yep. up next? So the third is, by volume, is Fract. Fract, and, and really it's now called Banks. It was previously called Fract. Now their protocol and their NFT collection is called Banks. Mm. And so Banks is actually really interesting and and fundamentally different from Citrus and Sharky in that Banks has perpetual loans, which effectively means there's kind of, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, There's there's more of an open-ended duration and and I say open-ended, while while it's called perpetual, I call it a little more open-ended because from my current understanding on FRACT, those loans are perpetual. So I believe normally you're, it's going to be a little bit lower LTV and lower interest loans um, that are uh, that have a longer time period or a longer duration, huh. right? Okay. Um, and then they have an interesting, really interesting way of refinancing where the lender can trigger liquidation basically at any point um, and and trigger a refinance auction. So does it execute or does it give them the option? Who? The borrower? Yeah. It it uh, it does not give them the option. You have to refinance in that moment. Okay. And it goes into a basically like an auction, uh, a pretty interesting auction. They recently changed it like last week or I believe two weeks ago. So it used to be kind of, it used to roll down on APY and I don't know how it kind of worked. I truly don't know how their auctions are currently uh, like working, whether right, it's based right. on LTV or APY. But effectively, it's perpetual loans. It, it actually resembles something a little bit more like ETH or seen in the EVM world. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and kind of, it's fundamentally different in, 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 than Sharky and Citrus in that effectively the lender can trigger uh, a refinance auction uh, effectively at any time. So while this loan can, can in one sense be perpetual in that you can keep refinancing it, it could also kind of uh it could it could refinance very often depending on market conditions so right so it is an interesting use case in that it, it's an interesting use case in that someone who for example holds nfts to zero that might be a great protocol for them right <laughs> they make this loan that you know, you push it out really far, and it has a low interest rate and kind of a lower NF, uh, a lower LTV, I should say. Yeah. And so, uh, if you hold NFTs to zero, Fract is probably the the perfect loan for you because you're not going to have to pay that much. And if the NFT does go to zero, you at least get like 50, 60 percent LTV back. So that's kind <laughs> yeah. of a 
the use case of frack. So okay. definitely an interesting one. I keep calling it frack, but it's now called banks. Banks, and yeah. And they, they actually have an NFT and a token, by the way, called the banks token. Um, so that's a, that's a really interesting ecosystem as well to dive into. People are very bullish on banks. Yeah, I'm not too uh, experienced with their protocol. It's something that I wrote some notes down here to check out banks and give it a whirl because uh, I, I really do want to check that out. I mean, it just sounds like the options are pretty cool to be able to uh, extend it or refinance. And then as a lender, you have that, I don't know, that, that option to liquidate and create that auction. Um, I mean, with there's hype driving up for them in the price action, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how that would play against it. Like, would that continue to, you know, increase or, you know, I don't know. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Is there uh, uh, I want to uh, ask this because you did mention the, uh, the the NFT. Is there a rev share with banks or anything like that with that token? Yes. Y yes. Uh, oh, um, in terms of the token, I'm not sure. So for originally, for a good couple of months there, there was a pretty solid rev share, and you saw even when Solana was at twenty bucks, <laughs> you saw that bank NFT was sitting at seven eight soul for mm -hmm. months. And months, and then we had the rocket up to a hundred hundred dollars soul, and Bank still was hanging out at like seven six five Solana. Um, so there was pretty strong rev share there, as well as I think right now they're in the process of creating the bank's token. And the way that token is going to work is it it depends on how many banks that you're burning, and I believe you get something like eight hundred and ninety thousand of the bank's token. So they're they're in a uh, kind of token generation uh, kind of process, I believe. I feel and like this whole entire Solana market is in like a token crypto or a coin fucking frenzy right now. Everything seems to have a token trading something now. It's true, dude. It is absolutely true. I'm not mad about it, though, because you know, I think that there's a lot of money going into it, and uh, there's not a lot of money going into NFTs, and if you're trying to pack your bags, it kind of gives you opportunity at the same time. Um, you know, if you're already in your communities, like, just play the, the coin game, because there is play, plenty of money to, uh, you know, you know, take from that and reinvest back into other projects, which is, the, like, the, the way that I've been looking at it. You know, it definitely takes some, you know, for the Solana and just, like, getting more Solana, but... Uh, you know, I've been, like, uh, there was a project I picked up two or three of these just because I knew somebody took over that was kind of with a pretty dope team. And I was like, let me check this out. Let me just see. And, uh, yeah, I got a little bit of recycling. But, you know, for the most part, I, th I think that you're not going to see the same amount of volume with NFTs in general. I, in the future, I just don't. Oh, for sure. And, you know, before I tell you about the fourth protocol, Rain, uh, I agree, man. I think Solana is built for tokens and and. It's you faster. Know, I, People I think like want to have. Steal. Yeah, like this, the same way we like you trade on the stock exchange where you can get those orders in and out like that speed. Like that's what people want, and and when they see that it's possible here, yep. it's like you're starting to see all of these different trading platforms popping up left and right and le like over and over, man. Like and liquidity pools out the ass. It's just. It, it's good, and uh, but at a certain point, it's become over, oversaturated the same way NFTs have. I mean, now we even have people creating protocols and stuff, and I don't want to get too far off tangent, but like they're just doing things to recycle, which are good, but it's like that's how crazy this shit got. Now people are like, all right, well, we got to build something to clean up what we just made a mess of, and uh, yeah, here we are. But yeah, before we get too far into that, we can switch gears up, but we have another uh, protocol to cover, which was Rain, you were saying? Let's hear about that. Yes. Exactly. So you have Rainfy, and that one's really, honestly, fascinating. I, I just got. A, I, I was on a call with. Uh, I like Rain. Time Rug. Time Rug is the person's name, um, and it was a phenomenal call, man. It was like Rainfy is a cool, is a really cool company and protocol. I, in my honest opinion, they, they are underutilized. For sure. Um, in that, on Rain, you can create this pool, right? And let's just say you want to have. 70% loans on, you know, specific collections. You can create this lending pool where you input money into the pool and you create parameters. So, hey, I want to have 70, 75% LTV on the heist, mm -hmm. Mad Lab, Wolf Capital, whatever it may be, right? And then, uh, you put, of course, you have the money in the pool and those while those loans are taken, if they're paid back, the money goes back into the pool and more loans are set with the parameters that you gave. And so it's it's not, I mean, it's kind of automated in a sense, but 
I, I don't know if I call it automated. More so, it's it's pooled, right? right, and, right. and that money goes back into the pool after that loan is paid. Or if there's a foreclosure, you can set it so that the NFT forecloses. It. I don't know if Rain does this. Frack used to do this, but well, I'm not sure if Rain does it. Put that soul back into the pool. It'll floor it, put the money back into the pool. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure RainFi has that. Yeah, so Rain. Rain also has a pretty interesting. Well, go ahead. I didn't hear you saying that last okay. part. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's an interesting way to kind of have a low touch NFT Fi experience. If you're just kind of sure you want a certain, you know, 65, 70% LTV on something and you just want to put the money in and forget it, mm-hmm. that would be the way to do it. But uh, were you about to talk about tokens? Because I know RainFi is diving deep into the DeFi world. It looks like Texture is, who's actually an aggregator. And we're going to talk, we, we should talk about the aggregators. But, uh, yeah, I saw Rainfire. Texture was uh, getting into some of that 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 space too. But no, yeah. I was gonna say another yeah. thing about Rainfire is what uh, I heard them in a space, and I re- kind of reached out to them and, and talked a little bit just to get an understanding. My the thing I really enjoyed about uh, Rainfire was the mortgages. I like that you could buy an NFT for a, a fraction of the cost, and you have like thirty days to pay that off. And if it goes up in value, you can take some of the difference with it. If you ended up not wanting it, like there was so many options that you could take. Uh, with the, the the mortgage thing there. And if it goes down, like let's say the price is sold goes down, you buy that mortgage there, you're paying a fraction of what you you know had set up. So there was fun ways to play the arbitrage with, with that. And uh, I was just, when I heard about it, I just kind of looked into it and messed around for a while. And I was like, this is a pretty cool protocol, but they didn't get enough light. I don't know if they were just weren't marketing, they were building, cooking, whatever the case was. But uh, it's something I think if more people heard about it and saw the use case, it, they'd be bullish on it because there's so much that it offers. It, and, it, you know, it kind of slept on in my opinion. It, it, it is. It, it's really a, almost like a surprising amount of tools that they have. You know, yeah. they have, I believe they have the ability to lend and borrow on a token, right? You like put up soul uh, yep. against some juke or XYZ, right? Yeah. Um, I believe they have an aggregator on there. I didn't even know they had kind of mortgages or what, what a lot of people call buy now, pay later. Yeah. Um, and, and I didn't even know they had this. See, like, and 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 that's kind of why I said they were interestingly underutilized. Um, <laughs> For sure, because they have a lot of tools that, like, very much like we were talking about before, with using NFT buy as kind of this ecosystem of tools. Um, it seems like they have some stuff that could be really well utilized. And I think we saw. I see. I think we see them going in the direction of DeFi because uh, you know uh, they have had lower volumes, and and it looks like. Texture is kind of in going in the same direction. I'm only assuming they're doing that based on kind of having lower volume, which is smart, right? And very much kind of like like moving into the our, our conversation we were kind of having a little bit like 10 minutes ago, like uh, about about these tokens, right? Solana is all about like quick transactions, free, fast, uh, you know, permissionless, decentralized, all that, right? Yep. Like token, that's a perfect place for tokens. So I think... We see a lot of these uh, NFT Fi protocols also dipping their feet into DeFi naturally, right? Um, mm-hmm. so, so that's that's really I really like RainFi. I think their suite of tools is it, it adds robustness to the NFT Fi landscape. Yeah. Um, and and really, that like I say that because Sharky has truly dominated the NFT Fi marketplace, right? I believe well, I think that probably. I think the thing about yeah. Sharky is they were the first mover. They had such a solid pro- product yep. that worked. And uh, when people l- learned that they could finally get liquidity for these these JPEGs, they just were like, finally, for fuck's sake, like wanted to do something, you know? And there just wasn't a lot of opportunity out there. And uh, I, I think that that's just, you know, they're, they're the Ford, you know? It's just they were here. They made the first thing that worked. And, of course, there's going to be competitors, and that's going to breed innovation. We know how that goes, and we love to see it. Uh, you know, that's the bullish case for me is, you know, you have one person doing something, other people thinking outside of the box. What do you think's happened next? Some, somebody's going to build it all and then add their twist and flavor to it, which makes it more fun. And something that we haven't mentioned here, most of the, all of these protocols, guys, they got gamified options that incentivize you to use these because you earn rewards, you earn benefits, you might get something, you know, back for it. You might win some kind of prize because, you know, they want to incentivize you. And I'm sure that a lot of these are going to be looking at the opportunity to do airdrops in the, uh, you know, that case so uh just some things to write down if you guys are taking notes during this call a lot of alpha being shared from uh mario from poise you know poise wolf he's he's the guy i go to when i want to have some of these conversations because i mean this can just go and go and go and go and go there's no end to it and that's the beauty of it it just 
it's a limitless opportunity over here and with Web3. Um, most of us were DGENs. We didn't have that traditional you know, financial understanding. We had to learn it on the fly through YouTube. But here we are talking about leveraging loans, take, talking about APYs and stuff like that. Stuff that when I'm having the conversation with some old friends, they're like, who are you? Like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, damn, man, like you guys are so lost in the sauce. And like, we're still just having fun. Like, just being who we want to be, you know, living the lifestyle and uh, learning so much about how this world actually works and, you know, how money works. And it just, you know, it, it's it seems like it was locked up in this like box where nobody, you know, really could get grasp of it. But once the retail investors and traders started being able to get into it, once the crypto game opened up, you know, from t when you got in around 2016, 2017, that really was, you know, the spark of something special that, uh, you know, I, some people saw it coming. And, uh, you know, those are the ones that, I think benefited the most, but here we are now. And dude, it just, it gets me more bullish. It's straight up, it gets me more bullish talking about this stuff. Same, man. And yeah, you're making me kind of reminisce now on my little journey in Web3. And also <laughs> making me think about kind of the big three, that is Bitcoin, ETH, and Solana, right? And where we are today. And, uh, you know, we have Bitcoin. That's the, the, the centralized, non-sovereign store of value, mm -hmm. right? And we have ETH, that is the kind of first decentralized application layer of, of the internet, right? Mm -hmm. Like really the first place you can make a D app and, and this, like decentralization and X, Y, Z, right? Again. Right. And then you have, I see the big three now as Solana, right? I believe Solana just passed BNB, the Binance, uh, you know, Binance. Uh, yeah, I, I agree Binance, with you because uh, Binance might have had a huge exchange, a lot of money going on. I just don't think they had enough use case and social or community kind of thing, you know? It just wasn't wasn't there it, it, it i feel like it was there in 20 in like 2018 2019 bnb was the shit yeah, uh, yeah but i feel like like for and maybe it's a cold maybe it's like a geographical uh geographic thing right like i actually think americans didn't or like i don't know maybe it was like a geographic thing i'm not sure exactly why but i think people just started to gravitate towards coinbase of well, the, uh, Binance. there's and a not huge. That they're not doing, but Binance is making a ton of fucking money. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. I think I think I it has to do with uh, restrictions with territories. Either. Bottom line, when it comes to that, because not everybody does use a VPN or knows like of that. They just kind of think, oh, I'm not supposed to use it over here. And then there's the other thing that like there there's times I've heard of people that are restricted they use a vpn to get access to do certain protocols so on and so forth and then something happens where something's updated and they still cannot get those funds like at all because like even the vpn is prevented for some reason and uh that becomes a scary place depending on how much money you got in those protocols yeah man and, and that's why that kind of like shines a light on why solana is and like things like phantom and soul flare yeah. right uh are so amazing because you don't have to you know, um, and backpack, right? You don't have to, and I'm a Soul Flare ambassador, so I really shouldn't be dropping those other names, but no, just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, no, no. Uh, you know, like, the, but all of those products, again, are amazing in that, you know, it's decentralized. You know, you're, you're, you're essentially the custodian of your own money. Right, right. you're your uh, own banker so, at that point. I mean, you, you control your funds uh, with security, with growth, with loss, with clicking, like, Everything that ever happens with that is user error unless somebody found an exploit on a back end, but that becomes a user error for somebody else, not yours. You did everything right. You know, right. stuff. Right. If one of those wallets, exactly. If one of those wallets or some crazy shit happens on the back end, there's almost nothing you can do. But yeah. other than that, it's like 99% of your control. Exactly. And that, that becomes down to, I mean, even myself that got drained, I clicked the wrong thing, not paying attention, just having fun. I mean, that's what this space can do, man. Like, you're in a, you know, you're literally in an X space hanging out with people all over the globe talking about stuff having a great time trying to you know stake or unstake just I, I wasn't focused on it and that was my problem that just taught me a lesson like hey man if you're gonna really be messing with your you know your funds your assets pay attention to what you're clicking on and, and uh reading and you know it took like a six month dive down you know simple simply security lane and uh shared a lot of information made some content that's still being viewed to this day kind of my example taught a lot of people and uh myself included like you know but that that's that's the thing that is a it's a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. It comes with all the beautiful parts of keeping your money away from banks and off these centralized exchanges, right? But it also comes with the fact that there's no one to call when you click a link or so of course it's, it's web three is, is 
is a blessing and a curse in, in that regard. You know well, what I mean? no. It's you're right, but I it's think amazing. that it's a, it's a blessing and a curse in a, for the right reasons, too, because I think people should be more responsible with their money. I wasn't taught to be this responsible. Like, maybe that's, you know, from background, but overall, if you look at the economy, the way people spend and borrow and, like, understand money and the way that I have conversations with people, it's just... It's crazy to me that that they trust just so much, and then they don't know what's how much they're being taken advantage of, and that's the thing that they're paying for this trust that is taking so much from them. Because I like a simple uh, situation where you could take Cyberfrog's automated trading bot Thor and simply send your own money that you're saving in a savings account into this bot. Their goal is to make money off of that because there's a certain percentage for using their tools. Why would they ever want to lose money, you know, ever? Well, that thing will never be set up to lose money, and it's, it's an impressive tool. You don't have anything set up with a financial institution where you can take your money from your paycheck, you know, and go walk around and say, hey, where can I invest this in there? Well, you know, nobody's going to give you these kinds of returns. They're just not. They're not going to. It's not available on the regular day-to-day life. So, you know, when I suggest to somebody, I'm like, how much are you going to get for, let's say you have $5,000, you put it into your savings account. Let me know in 90 days how much that's worth. They're like, easy, $5,000. What are you, an idiot? I'm like, <laughs> okay. Now take this $5,000, put it into this, or take half of that, put it into that. Lock up your, two, your, your 25 over there. And then you got this sitting in here in this bot. It's also locked up for the next 30 days. Which one do you think is going to have more money at the end of the day? Just tell me. And he was like, well, if that's going to be investing. I'm like, exactly. Do you see what's, you know, you're kind of conditioned to do? Save for a rainy day. Like, yeah, save for a rainy day. But like that, when that rainy day comes, your dollar's not the same cost anymore. It's, it's lost its value, you know? So it's just, th- these are the little things that like I, the regular person really doesn't pay attention to. They pay attention to the nine to five, paying the bills, saving some money, letting their 401k do what they're doing. They don't even understand what the 401k is doing. It's doing what we do day to day. It, you know, and the better a 401k is Bitcoin. So I don't need, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. And honestly, I think, I think that like that, um, lifestyle and everything you described is actually good. You know, I think everyone's portfolios should have a, a that mm-hmm. as its foundation, right? Like for like, of course, and, and this all goes into the conversation about like your, your risk, your your desires in life, your your liabilities, right? What do you got to pay, right? right? And and the way you set up your portfolio, right? So, mm-hmm. like for example, it, it it depends, right? Like how old you are, and how much money you have, and how much how risk averse or risk seeking you are is really what's going to determine what's in your portfolio, right? So Indeed. for me, I think I think seventy percent stocks, eighty percent stocks is normal. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 actually like probably eighty five percent or yeah, eighty five percent stocks and 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 real estate and then fifteen percent crypto. Um Are they longer term like, for the stocks? Or are yes, they or are you doing trading? All my stock investments are long term. I don't I don't I'm not even trading stocks okay, right okay. now. I have a little of my own like kind of stock trading, but like I guess the point I'm getting at here is this is like Everyone's portfolio is going to be different for them based on your needs and what you want for sure. and your risk, your risk appetite, right? Like, so, you know, like, for example, if you're sitting there with a net worth of $10,000, right? Are you going to go and put 90 or uh, 90% or $9,000 of your $10,000 on XYZ Bitcoin? No, because that's super risky. Yeah. And are you going to put... 99 in the 90 or 100% of your money in the bank because no, you're going to fucking lose money by not investing and against inflation. So like there's a middle ground in where you need to place your money so that you're not a getting hit by inflation or B you're just missing out on gains. Right. And so you have to like, that's everyone's job to pick where that makes the most sense for you based on again, your risk appetite how much money you have and and what you want in life and your liabilities. Right. right. So, and I don't think it's talked about enough. Well, yeah, I, I 100% think that you're spot on. And I think the, the biggest thing is people don't know, they don't pay attention and they just trust that, you know, somebody's doing the best they can for them. And I, I just... I've come to find out that's not the case, you know, like the amount of money you get for from your 401k and the like the money that they're trading, I just feel like there should be a difference in what you get back. And like, I guess you can assess 
the amount of risk for, you know, the amount that they're, you know, when you really get into, like call up your 401k provider and then talk to them. Say, hey, I want to get a little bit more. You can change that up and, like you said, adjust based on what you need, what your situation is. And for me, I only have very, very little responsibilities on, on what I could put in. So I can be very, very, you know, risk, uh, you know, adverse on that end. Um, but at the same time, I, I have to be smart with my money. I have to know that, you know, this is my income. This is the way I'm doing it. But the, the main point I'm getting at is typically you don't think that way because you're, you're not really taught to, you kind of think that all of your money is being taken care of. All you have to do is make sure you pay your bills or you're saving some. This teaches you how to protect it and see where it's allocated and where it's actually going to. And you can get so much more of your hard earned money from that. Dude, and this is why the government and all the big suits and the big corporations, A, didn't like crypto a couple of years ago because it, it empowered people financially to break those chains, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I can just zip money to my Coinbase and stake here for 8% and blah, blah, blah. And instead of just having my money just dwindle to nothing in inflation in my bank account, that's why the government and the suits and, you know, Elizabeth Warren and all these politicians are up here saying, oh, crypto's the worst because it takes all the power out of their hands and puts it into your hands yep. in a decentralized way. No one, no one can go in, you know, fuck with my soul flare or, or, or... Yeah, the game's dark. changing and they don't like it because it doesn't fit their narrative they anymore. that. They, yep. It, it yep. doesn't... And, so, and it plays into that... Oh, dude, exactly. It plays into that and the conversation about uh, portfolio construction we just had, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you empower people on both sides, not only kind of like with their own freedom, but also kind of like empower people to set up their portfolios better. And then it goes it goes even back into our conversation about NFT buy, right? So now they have NFT buy, they have DeFi, they have wallets where people can't fuck with their shit. Think about how much power that is opposed to, oh, my money's just sitting at Wells Fargo and I'm losing 7% a year on interest. Yep. Think about the... Like, that is the power. I almost have goosebumps right now <laughs> thinking about that's the power between Web 2 and Web 1 and 0 and Web 3. Yeah, talking and, to people about three, how, how quickly they can access money, how they can transfer money, how they can send money. And this goes, you know, just as a you know another bull case for Solana. You know, send, you know, ten, send a million dollars to somebody and let me know how much it's going to cost you on Bitcoin, on Ethereum, and Solana, and how quick it gets there. Just let me know. You know, and... uh you'll find that it goes in a couple seconds. It's the most minimal amount of fees you could imagine. And, uh, you know, Solana is the, the prime choice on that end. It's just that there's, there may be similar options, but not in the capacity that Solana has been available. Dude, and it's, it's just, I think that's why after kind of my little journey um, in, in crypto, I kind of landed at Solana because it, <coughs> it, Think about think about its transaction speed and the price and and the cost and what that does for the conversation we just had, yeah. right? So, like this is bringing it all. To, you just fucking nailed it, bro. Because that's what brings this whole convo together, right? Think about portfolio construction, the the like friction, the the friction free like abilities of DeFi and these wallets and. And Solana all together. Solana embodies what Web3 is because it allows for the very portfolio construction and that decentralization that we were talking about. And that's the amazing part, dude. And like, I'm not ripping on Bitcoin or Ether or anything. I think they both have amazing UK and very like... They have places in my portfolio, 100%. 100%. But like... Solana really amplifies and exemplifies everything that Web3 is, right? The decentralization, non-sovereign, it's fast, right? Transactions take less than five cents. Uh, you know, it takes it takes 0.6 seconds or whatever, you know, however many milliseconds to send a transaction as fast as an iMessage. Dude, Solana's still in beta, basically. Like, <laughs> you were still in beta. Like, we are not, you know, even hitting our stride. There, there's so many things that are, are being implicated, built, and put into, like, play. Like, the reason people are using Solana is there's people like MasterCard, Pepsi, Visa, and 
numerous other ones like check out crossmith the way that they're able to embed and put your wallets in there that people don't like they don't see it they, they they don't know what's going on they're hiding the blockchain so people can still use the services and it's like that's where i want to kind of take this kind of before we wrap things up uh we can go pretty much i don't know another 15 20 minutes or so if we need to but um all of this kind of put together, like you're able to invest your crypto into these assets. These assets now then are, are providing whether it's a coin or whether it's an NFT, which essentially is a coin when you really, really look at it. But the point is, it's providing tools to, you know, stretch your funds, to earn yield, to earn uh, more than you, you, know, you went in with. It, it gives you opportunities to, you know, assess your risk and to mitigate it. Um, you know, then you take this over to, you know, well, what can I do with, you know, from that case, what kind of opportunities does this provide as far as like the, 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 the decentralization, where can I use this? How can I control myself? I become my own banker. I learned custodial, uh, um, things that I've never even seen. Like I did not know 90% of what we just talked about a year and a half ago. I didn't know first. I didn't know what doxing was. I didn't know what a wallet was. I didn't know what any of this security kind of stuff is, but I dove in head first and I started learning like, Oh my God, I, I can do all of this. I can be this person. Like I don't have to go to a bank because I am my own bank. I have my own wallet. I have my own funds. I take the funds out as I need to or for the month or whatever I got to do, but I've become self-sufficient on that end. And when it's like, when it comes to a point, um, I say to somebody, they're like, Hey, I need to send money over there. They're like, oh, okay, where do we got to go? I was like, no, I, I just did it <laughs> like on my phone. What do you mean? Like nobody has to approve that. I, <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'd have to call my bank and get, you know, how much you could send $5,000 that quickly. I was like, yeah, what do you do? They're like, oh, I have to call the bank and they're closed. I can't get it till tomorrow. I'm like, you see the problem there? You, you know, you have no control of your money. You know, and you're not earning shit on it, but that's another conversation that they don't want to hear. But hey, we need to have it. We need to keep talking about it. Um, I invite people all the time out to hear about it. And unfortunately, it's not for everybody. But the thing is, we are going to be the future of this. So we get to make sure it's available and ready for everybody and the masses of uh, people that are already in. Like when you talk about MasterCard, when you talk about Visa, you're talking about a huge network of people they are already interested in this technology they are already interested and invested into solana you know it's very publicly known you know and it's not going away they're using this technology whether it's it's everybody's favorite thing crypto you know sometimes is is coined you know for the the criminal or something like that but it's like man this criminals really learned a lot about finance too and they provided a better lives and you know they're doing better if, if you want to look at it that way there are some shady characters but hey you got that with dollars like so your argument against crypto when it comes down to the dollar it's just null and void because what is the most used for drugs dollars all bad shit is done with the U.S. dollar. <laughs> exactly. <cash>. 100%. <laughs> Everything. By the way, think about this. Everyone thinks crypto is this really bad thing, but you know what really pops people's eyes open when you tell them? You say, no, it's actually a fully public ledger that you can just go on soulscan.com and view any transaction that's ever happened. Yeah. So that's another kind of like... I love that you brought that up because it's a, it's, a, it's another interesting topic on crypto. Oh, oh, it's anonymous and you can't see anything. No, actually, go to spellscan.com and now you can pull up any transaction that has ever happened, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So um, that's an interesting part of it. And then going back to your point from a minute ago about I, I think regulation is going to be a little bit of a, a roadblock or maybe not even a roadblock but a speed bump for Solana, right? Because Bitcoin and ETH, they already, you know, and so that's all. That's, we could do a podcast on this alone. But <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin and ETH already said they're not. They're, uh, the government already said that they're not securities, right? Yeah. I don't think Solana has gotten that little that little gold star yet, right? Right. So um, uh, that is kind of something that we need to get past. But other than that, man, Solana is going to be the new commerce layer of the internet, man, because. It's, it's going back to everything we were talking about before with Web3 and just what you're able to do here on Solana. Solana like, only possible on Solana, it is very cliche. Yeah. But it's fucking 
Dude. Well, another thing you know I want to kind of tap into, and this will be the last point about, you know, the, the whole NFT fi part of this, the whole crypto fi, like everything in the encapsulated is think about this, um, you know, the uh, the age bracket, you know, of most of the people that are in this space right now. I know it may not be the biggest space right now, but there is a lot of volume created from this space. The, the age of people that are in this space creating things, trying to progress this and move forward is, you know, I, I guess probably late teens to late 30s predominantly right so these are the same people that have the next 15 20 25 years to continue to build on what we're doing right now today and to provide things and this is a space that is just like a um you know a a melting pot of ideas that is just like the most the the more successful people are the most networked people that understand that value and it, it starts with solana and how that is created between this community and uh I just think that the amount of growth we haven't even seen, you know, like the capabilities yet. I just think that we're on the beginning of foundation. We're on the beginning of security. We're on the beginning of speed uh, with Solana. And I think that the future is bright. I think keeping this as simple as possible by creating, you know, things like CrossFit where people, your grandmother can buy an NFT and, you know, start sending it over to a protocol, you know, because this stuff is yep. made that easy. You got Fire Dancer. You got yeah. freaking Jupe. You have the Solana Saga and Solana Saga Two. Like, Dude, the, the, the whole mobile thing is a whole another conversation, which I absolutely yo. Let's do this. Uh, let's start to wrap this up here. But I know that you have yourselves deep into the Solana mobile the saga. I need to talk to you more about that. I have some other people that absolutely love the service, and I and I think that that's. An, an entire conversation uh, that we can have. And I want to kind of dig in and brush up on it myself. So let's reschedule another one of these, maybe, you know, a few days from now or a week or something like that. Jump on. We'll talk about Solana Saga phones. I think it's a great topic and we can grab, grab some other heads if they want to jump in. But, uh, man, Mario, thank you for your time. This has been a sick conversation. I knew it was going to be a banger. Uh, is there anything else you kind of wanted to add as far as, you know, kind of wrap up what we've been talking about or kind of just touch base on real quick? No, that's it, man. I, I appreciate everything you do on on, on Solana, on on, uh, on crypto Twitter, and for simply chilling and simply chilling. I absolutely love the show. It's educational. It's a good vibe. I uh, I, I really it. enjoyed the conversation. And uh, lend and borrow wisely, my friends. You know, uh, if you have any questions on uh, you know lending and borrowing on on Solana, uh, hit me up in the DMs. I'd be happy to walk through some stuff with you. And then again, just thank you for having me. It's yeah. a real honor to be up here with a true Solana OG uh, on your on your podcast here and just, just kicking it, man. So yeah, I would love to have another conversation. Talk about, you know, everything NFT Fi and Solana and, you know, Jupe and Heist and everything, man. Yeah, dude, Heist is a whole conversation with that whole entire ecosystem coming oh, up, man. But, uh, bro, dude, yeah. I... I really appreciate your time, you know, coming up here and talking about all this and sharing this wealth of information. Tons of alpha. And, uh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking pumped to have these podcasts back because it was something I love doing. I love talking to people. Gets a little bit more deeper and uh, long-witted conversations that, you know, you can't really do that all the time in spaces. We get away with it from time to time. But I try to keep them a little bit more structured. These are very open. And, uh, you know, I'm inviting more and more people. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it was time to get these back on the roll. And I've had amazing guests uh, such as yourself. So, We'll keep this going, and uh, if you want to do this more regularly, seriously, dude, it's it's a blast for me. But I will ask you one thing: make sure in this chat right here, send me all of your links that you'd like to be put onto the uh, the listing in the description. So anybody that wants to follow you can get involved with all of the things that you are involved with. I know you were talking a little bit about Soul Flare as far as being an ambassador. Drop a link down there so people can get their first crypto wallet and uh, get themselves set up. We can maybe help them out if they have any questions along with that. Uh, but again, thank you for your time, Mario. I appreciate it. We'll touch base on some other topics very shortly here. Guys, this is Solana Made Simple Podcast. I'm SMS, and we're keeping it simple, baby.